Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In today's episode, I'll share about the hymn, What Wondrous Love Is This?, and talk with Kay Carlisle. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now, let's get in tune.
that was a rendition of What Wondrous Love Is This, presented in the shaped note style, which brought this hymn into popularity. This style of singing is unique in its rugged feel and in the use of syllables to represent pitches, which you heard sung before the text itself was shared. If you're listening to this podcast on its release day, today is Maundy Thursday, and tomorrow is Good Friday. Like many churches, our Good Friday service at Vestavia Hills Baptist will include the singing of What Wondrous Love Is This. This hymn is an American folk hymn written by one of the most prolific authors of hymns, Anonymous. The text by itself was published in 1811, and then the text and tune were published together in the second edition of Southern Harmony in 1840. Southern Harmony is a collection of shape note hymns in the style that we heard just a moment ago, and also shares some history with sacred harp singing, faso law singing, and the singing schools of the 19th century. It's interesting to note that this tune is not in major or minor, but in the Dorian mode. It uses all the same pitches as a regular major scale, but its home pitch is the second scale degree, not the first. To me, this gives the tune a feeling of mystery, which certainly pairs well with the text. For the most part, the text is in the first person, using words like I and my for almost the whole hymn. But as you sing the third stanza, while millions join the theme, I will sing. We acknowledge that God's love for us through Jesus Christ is for ourselves and the whole world. Today's episode concludes with a choral arrangement of What Wondrous Love Is This, sung by the Sanctuary Choir of Vestavia Hills Baptist Church with Dr. Beth McGinnis at the organ. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to contact me at marty at vhbc.com. It is an honor week after week to have conversations with folks in the VHBC music ministry. Uh, And today I am really glad to welcome Kay Carlisle to the podcast. Welcome, Kay. Thank you. Glad to be here. Appreciate you doing this. Well, um, first of all, tell us a little bit about what you're involved with at church. I am in the Mustard Seed Sunday School class. And that's... uh, a good bunch of ladies that are very caring people. It's a very good class. We've kept in touch during the pandemic, which is amazing. We kind of uh, text probably twice a week. So everybody is involved in that. And then, uh, of course, I'm in the choir. I'm an alto. And I was in on the library committee when we changed to computer, which I think it scared everyone off. Nobody's <laughs> been back in the library since. <laughs> so, but hopefully we get that back together. And uh, I was on the kitchen staff and, uh, <clears throat> you know, helped to serve or take up money or mm-hmm. whatever. And, um, and I've been involved in seed camp uh, a couple of times. 
and that's about it. Well, the uh, I'm so glad your Sunday school class has been able to stay connected. I, you know, talking with folks every week, their Sunday school know, class has been just such a point of connection, and I'm so glad that your class has been able to do that I know, too. That's right. It's been very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, well, t- so you're an alto in the choir. Tell us a little bit about your uh, music background. Uh, maybe growing up as a child, what music, uh, what role music played in your life, and then as you uh, went to adulthood. I grew up <clears throat> at Ruhema, Ruhema Baptist Church, and of course was in the choirs. We had some wonderful music directors there, which are still outstanding in my mind. You might have remembered John Atherton uh, and also Stan Powell to stand out as just uh, great people in my mind. And, um, of course, we're always in the choir. I, I even had a good friend that was a Methodist, and I went to her choir <laughs> at times. <laughs> Couldn't get enough. Huh? So, didn't you think enough? But uh, of course, we have a lot of folks in our church with uh, Ruhema connections. That's as well. right. And yeah. Of course, Betty Sue Shepherd, uh-huh. and uh, she was the organist. And uh, at that time, at Ruhema, she and Neil were, uh, of course, a great inspiration in my life. All my life, because I knew them. And um, um, of course, I played the piano. I think as everybody took piano <laughs> and uh, I took from, I think the same person that uh, Becky Griffith took from uh, was okay. Ina Truss. I think everybody in East Lake or Roebuck took from <laughs> Ina Truss. She was great. And um, then in high school, I was in the Glee Club um, and I didn't do a lot of music at that time because I was more interested in ballet. So during my high school days and some elementary grade school, I was in the ballet and the Birmingham Civic Ballet, which was really, it was at the top of its time at that time. I mean, we had orchestra play for us when we performed and everything. So it, it was wonderful. And that's about all uh, in the music department. And then, of course, I went to college. I went to Judson College. And I did not uh, take up music there. I was more interested in tennis and synchronized swimming <laughs> and more things like that instead of uh, uh, music. Well, now I have, I'm going to put you on the spot and I have to ask, uh, with, well, with the ballet and the synchronized swimming, um, how, how would you say that those things maybe would be similar to, uh, performing music or different? Of course, you know, with the synchronized swimming, uh, that was at Judson college and, um, you know, we'd have to choose certain music, and we always ch- chose great music, I thought, to swim to, you know, and um, it just took uh, it just took a lot of effort for ballet and synchronized swimming. I mean, 
they're both hard and just like music, it's hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I guess there's a sort of a collaborative component to the ballet and the synchronized swimming as well. That's right. That's just right. Like music. Yeah. Yeah. And we gave great productions, you know, I mean, they were superior productions. It was great. I loved it. I can, I can still do some of it. All right. <laughs> not much. <laughs> not much. Not much. We'll, we'll post that on YouTube later. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, what did you study at Judson? I, well, I majored in uh, biology, minored in math. I don't know why. <laughs> My my mother and sisters and their their my grandparents they were all teachers, and I thought you know I don't want to be a teacher, and so I always liked the sciences, and so I majored in biology at Judson, other than tennis and swimming. <laughs> <laughs> well, where did where did life take you when you graduated from Judson? Uh, I graduated from Judson, and then I. I got a job at Southern Research in Birmingham. And then I really didn't like that so much because it was working with, I was in a, a lab and we were in the cancer research division and we had to inject mice. We were injecting like a cancer drug and then we had to you know, run through the series but that wasn't my favorite thing because the the smell of the formaldehyde. <laughs> and so every day I came home, I had to take a bath because I couldn't stand the smell. And so I didn't last there but about six months. And then I got a job in ophthalmology with some eye doctors. And I worked with them, different ones. I, I had about eight or 10 doctors I worked for and in the ophthalmology department, the eye doctor. And um, I worked for about 40 years and I retired, but I'm not really retired because I still work for a couple of them still doing a special test for glaucoma. Um, The doctors uh, hired me because they didn't have anybody to run the tests I could run the test. They had the machine, but they didn't have anybody to do the uh, to run the test. So I would do that, and so I still do that um, a couple of days a month. So, so that sem- semi-retired then. Yeah, semi. <laughs> you know, I don't have to. I don't have to put up with all the personnel. <laughs> you know, you just go in and do the test and then leave, which uh-huh. is really kind of nice. How has so, that changed during uh, the pandemic? Have you still? I didn't go the first first uh, couple of times, but then uh, I went back, and of course we just kind of got careful with masks mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. I wasn't eager to do it, but the doctor said it's okay. Come on, <laughs> so <laughs> so I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you mentioned having some teachers in your family. Tell us, yep. tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, my mother and father. My mother went to Howard College, and she um, majored in voice and French. I think the French was because of the professor. I think she was in love with the professor. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, and um, but she taught in Birmingham all of her life. Um, she taught math. She was at um, the last school she was in was uh, at Trustful. She taught at Trustful. And then my father was a uh, worked for Stern A.G. and Leach. It was Ward Stern A.G. and Leach, you know, the ward of Vestavia Hills. He worked for them. He was an investment banker. And then I have uh, two sisters. One, the older sister, there's three girls. The older sister lives in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. And she has two uh, uh, two children, grown children, two girls. And then the middle sister lives in Waco, Texas. And she has uh, four children, grown, married with children also. So uh, my older sister, she taught school. And then the other sister, she middle sister, she uh, went to Texas Christian University and got it on a dance scholarship, but then she changed to elementary education, so she taught. She taught for a long time in the Montessori system. Okay. Have you been able to stay in touch with your sisters and their yes, families and that, uh, through the pandemic? Yes, of course, and I'm going to see one of the niece next week oh, in good. Virginia, so hopefully... <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully it'll be okay. I'm a fly, so I hope, you know, all yeah. goes well. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I uh, have enjoyed hearing from folks just what what is bringing them life. Uh, you know, based on the verse, John 10, 10, the second half, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So uh, I'm curious, Kay, what's bringing you life these days? Well, I really enjoy working outside. I'm not an inside person, but I have really enjoyed. I took the master garden course and I work at the botanical garden uh, one day a week. But I enjoyed working on my own yard, just pulling weeds. I mean, it just it does something to my psyche. <laughs> I just enjoy that. And and I enjoy reading uh you know, when I worked, I always felt guilty. If I sat down and read a book, I always felt like I should be doing something else, you know, working or cleaning it up or something. But now with the pandemic and, you know, have to stay here, I mean, it's just been a joy to be able to read uh, all day long <laughs> if I wanted to, inside what, or outside, you know. What kinds of things do you read? I read mysteries and uh autobiographies biographies just most anything mm -hmm. but mysteries mainly i guess I, other folks who've mentioned that they're they're readers i have to ask you too uh so do you read one book at a time or do you are you the kind of person that can have multiple books going uh, simultaneously no I, re I really read one book i like to finish it fast yeah 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 <laughs> and, then, and then i can't wait to find the next one yep well good do you have some favorite authors uh, of course, I'm like a lot of people at Best Day, the Louise Penny, you know, and then uh, James Patterson and all those Stuart mm -hmm. Woods, all those mystery. Yeah. So it's been great. Yeah, we um, we were glad to discover the um, 
uh, the curbside checkout at the Vestavia Library. <laughs> I know that's uh, right. It, we, we've enjoyed being able to to pick, you know, get our our items uh, picked I up know. that way. Yeah, I've always enjoyed uh, the library when we were little. That's where our mother, when she was taught taught school, she'd pick us three girls up at the library. We'd go to the library after school and just stay until she could pick us up, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, they were like our parents, <laughs> librarian. <laughs> they knew us yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kay, this has been uh, such a delight to get to learn a little bit more about you and uh, chat with you today. Thank you so much for, for doing this. Yes, yeah, so we appreciate you, all you've done through this pandemic. Well, thank you. For sure. I know it's been hard, but hopefully we're on the road to recovery here. I've had both my shots. Yes, good. Well, yeah, I think, you know, as more and more people get vaccinated, we'll feel a little bit freer to get back to whatever normal is. (laughs) Yeah, whatever normal is. I don't don't think we'll ever know what normal is. right. I know. That's right. Well, thank you, Kay. Take care. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. Today's episode concludes with a choral arrangement of What Wondrous Love Is This? Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss future episodes.